Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 144 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Welcome to this week's episode, guys. I'm excited for this week's episode because if you had been following the rules and you actually quarantined, you've spent a lot of time in your own house. And that made me do some self-reflection and say, you know what? I actually don't really like my decor. (laughs) So what did I go do? Let's get an interior designer on here. And I have as our guest this week, Whitney Jones of Whitney J Decor. She's a New Orleans-based interior designer, and she loves to design homes with color, personality, and unexpected elements. You know, I had to get some tips from her. All right, so if you don't know why you should use an interior designer, how you use an interior designer, can I use an interior designer who doesn't live in my city? We answer all of those questions. And if you don't own your home or you're a renter, I ask for questions too of how you can update a space that you don't own. So stick around for that conversation. All right, so let's hop into Boonie's Pick of the Week. Uh, This week, my pick of the week is Disclosure. It is a documentary on Netflix and it focuses on the transgender community. And I know those aren't topics here that um, I talk about often on the podcast. And personally, it's because, you know, I feel like I'm still educating myself and I don't want to say anything um, that that is uh, offensive or wrong. And so as I'm still educating, as I encourage you guys to do too, um, check out Disclosure. And it talks about the transgender community um, in terms of creatives, creatives and their depiction in Hollywood. And it was so many things like, that you've seen in pop culture on movies, TV, film that you, you just did, never registered that the shit was kind of fucked up. Um, and case in point, it was a whole um, period of the documentary where they talked about um, some, how the media influences everyday life and people's views of certain things, which we've said this about many topics, you know, and in this particular thing, it was, always there's always a cisgender man plays the role of a trans woman in a lot of things in the media and they never just hire a trans woman and so it's always some ugly reveal or some way to find out that this person um was a man and then the immediate reaction of the romantic interest um is this whole clip of them showing you know men vomiting and these things, these images that you've just seen that you never even thought about. Um, and the scene that they showed that I'm like, shit, I used to love that movie, Ace Ventura. I haven't watched it in quite some time, but I remember when it came out, like I've seen that movie all the time. And, and the part when he acknowledges that the person was a woman and all the men vomit. And then they show Ace Ventura in the toilet and with the, the plunger on his face. And so all these things that were like kind of in plain sight that you just did not know. Um, But it was interesting to hear the responses and reactions from people um, like Laverne Cox and other actors that we may or may not know who were trans. So if you care, want to know, want to educate yourself some more, I said, check it out. It was um, a very interesting, quick watch. I think it's about two hours, but it didn't seem like two hours. So check it out on Netflix. All right, let's get into housekeeping. 
Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining last week's Would You Rather Wednesday live on Instagram. We had a good time. I think now I've done enough live videos that they're letting me save them um, now as IGTV. So if you missed it, you can go check out the IGTV. Only thing is you don't see the comments that were happening. So it just really looks like I'm rambling, but <laughs> um, you can go search through there and see the times that I did go live with people and we always have a good time. I'm probably going to do one later in July um, after the season is over. So please be sure to follow us on social IG at the Boonie Breakdown now so you don't miss it. Also, feedback from last week's episode with Kelly Augustine. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I got one really lovely note. Booney, thank you so much for this episode. As a budding influencer, it was great to speak and hear you speak with someone of Kelly's caliber. She was so right on the influencer space and how they just look at numbers. It was really affirmative, and I appreciated that. So if you have not, uh, like I said, last week's episode, Kelly is a BFF in my mind. So go back and listen to last week's episode. Also, next week is the season finale of season seven of the Booney Breakdown podcast. That's right. One more episode left. I'm really excited for this episode um, and I can't wait. So we go on a little hiatus, but I've been trying to prep you guys and plan you guys now. But before we go on this hiatus, I've been trying to do a campaign, as you guys know, to get 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We are four away. We're so, 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 so close, okay? So I know we can do this. If you can just head on over to the Purple app and leave your review, that would be bomb. We got a good one this past week from She's So Glamorous. And it says, just what my Sophista Ratchet spirit needs. Five stars. I love the topics and delivery. Keep breaking it down, boo. So thank you so much to She's So Glamorous. And you can leave your review and you can hear it on a future episode too. So head on over to the Purple app if you listen on an iPhone, iPad, iPod, MacBook, um, any Apple device. All right. Thank you, guys. And also, go ahead. Go ahead. You already followed us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown. Share this episode with people you love. Share it with your friends. Put it in your Insta story. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your Twitter. If you're on TikTok, you can TikTok about it too. <laughs> but be sure to tag us and use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. All right. You guys know I like responding and sharing when you listen. So get to work you guys know what to do all right i think that's it for me so let's get ready to break it down all right guys it's your girl boonie and i'm excited for this episode um because i hope that i get some tips out of it myself and i hope that you guys learn but I want to welcome Whitney Jones to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Very you know, excited. I'm also jealous because you're in New Orleans. Girl, don't be jealous. I am <laughs> because it was this 4th of July weekend. Essence usually is happening. Yep, yep, Even though yep. I went to Essence for my first time last year, I did not 
what I didn't like was I wasn't able to enjoy New Orleans like I like because it was so yeah. many people. Yeah. So yep, I don't yep, know yep. if I'm a th- I would go back to Essence for that reason. So so if you want to come, don't come for Essence. Don't yes. come for Mardi Gras. Don't come for anything where there's like big events going on. That's when you don't want to come. Um, because because literally when you come down here, you know, while obviously after the pandemic is over, but whenever you come down here, there's always something going on in New Orleans. You can go to a club Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every New, day. Look, I think New Orleans might be like my favorite U.S. city. Really? Wow. I think so. Wow. I think the food is dope. It's just like, Food it's, is good. It has like a very distinct culture, and I, I think really, I, I, I agree with that. I, agree with I that think sure. that's why it makes it so dope. Like it's hot as hell, but <laughs> one, thing, one thing I love about being in New Orleans, though, is it's really. I don't know if a lot of people can agree with me, but I think that it's really black. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much black culture in New Orleans, and I feel like we really showcase it well. You do art. Through the through, through the music, music the food, and, everything. Like we we like black and black down here. You know what I'm saying? I so love it. I, I I really that's one of the things I love about the city. Like you go out there, you never feel out of place. You know what I'm saying? You go because I live on on the what we call the West Bank of New Orleans. Um, <clears throat> but but if you go into like the city part, like you never feel out of place, especially if you're black, because you know you you feel like you belong. You know when you're out there. And, hanging out and all that and you guys have one of the best accents in the country <laughs> you think like, i have an accent i i don't think yours is as strong as i've heard others yeah yeah, yeah. i hear it on certain words you say yeah yeah i think but probably it's when nothing I say like, Baby. oh god yeah. i love it i love it <laughs> stuff the common stuff but for the most part i think you know i i, I toned the, the accent down a little bit yeah <laughs> so all right that's our ode to new orleans i had to do that because I, I mean it really is one of my favorite cities and i'm that's like awesome. i think you know i don't know if i would dip back into international travel very quickly Neither. um but it, well i haven't been out of the country but i don't think yeah. i want to go anytime not before. right now yeah. um but when i do start traveling again i'm definitely it's definitely domestic and new orleans is at the top of the list <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get here where we came here to do. Mm-hmm, let's go. How did you get into design and interior decorating? Like, is that your background? Or did, was it like a passion project that you were like, you know what, I'm good at this? You know, I, I'm probably the worst person to interview for stuff like this because I don't <laughs> always have like the cute little backstory. But or, we don't need all that. Look. Because I don't really know where, how I even jumped in this. Like, I mean, I don't know where the passion came from. I guess I'll say that. Okay. I, I guess I kind of feel like, like that. I know. So anyway, my, I'm the oldest of eight kids. My mom has Woo. eight children. I'm the oldest and we're, we're super close. And we lived in, you know, we lived in, 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 in the projects, you know, we lived in a small little three bedroom apartment. Our dad left, you know, he's, he's we, we, we have a relationship with him, but you know, our dad wasn't around um, when we were younger. So we shared a three bedroom apartment and we had to be very, you know, creative. My mom had to be very creative and it was six boys, two girls. My, sis, my sister and I shared a room. Ooh. The rest of the boys were up in another room. And so my mom had to get really creative and my mom's a creative as well, you know? So this was like something I always saw her do whenever she gets like bored with something, she'll be rearranging the furniture. Mm. She'll be moving our beds around the room. And, um, I know when I was younger, like I, I didn't really like 
toys as much. I was more of like a make-believe type of person. So I like dolls sometimes. But for the most part, I used to ask for like new comforters and pillows for my <laughs> I bed. Love it. And it never really resonated until like, you know, the last few years when I thought back back to those times. But I didn't really like grow up besides those those moments I, I just mentioned, but I didn't really grow up like in us in, in the atmosphere where we were building things or doing mm-hmm. DIY projects. We didn't do a lot of that when I was growing up, but my dad's a contractor. Okay. So, you know, I think, you know, somewhere in there. The seeds had, were there. <laughs> yeah, they were there. So since I, I think like when I became an adult, I just kind of just always were, I was always a creative, not in the sense of like the home world, but I just always felt unfulfilled with my creativity and okay. then from kind of watching HGTV with my grandmother and, and right after Katrina, when you saw so many mm. people here in New Orleans, you know, homes were just destroyed and you saw so many people in their homes making changes. And I, I started working at Home Depot right after Katrina. That was my, my job right after Katrina. And um, there were so many people that came in their homes and, you know, um, asked for advice. I sold appliances then. Then I went to Sears and sold appliances there. So I didn't even really... Just a lot. It aligns. I didn't get the connection from there to where I'm at now until like a few years ago. It's like, you know, I've always kind of, <laughs> you know, had, it just never, you know, I, I'm not a very sentimental person. So I don't keep, I don't keep up with like dates and milestones. <laughs> so sometimes I, I, it takes a while for things to click to me like, oh, you know what? I think I may have had this passion all along. But you know, but you know I love that because it's funny how sometimes when you look back, the universe just aligned everything yeah. and you don't see it until it's like hindsight, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. all of this was like building the foundation yeah. for me to have this career that I have now. Yeah. But and I love, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, now I just can't imagine doing anything else. Anything else. That's dope. I love that. Actually. That is a story. <laughs> that is a story. Cause I'm like, even the part there and I'm like, we can jump there now. Like you just mentioned, you know, after Katrina and everyone was trying to rebuild and redecorate and make new spaces. I kind of feel like, and not comparing um, to Katrina, but I felt like that is kind of the pandemic did to me with my home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I've, we spent a lot of time within these four walls that we pay a lot of money for. Mm -hmm, Yeah. (laughs) And it was things that I'm looking like I've been in this space nine years and it was comfortable. It felt like home. But I was like, now I'm so disgusted. Like, I want to change. <laughs> like, oh, I hate those light fixtures now. I'm, I don't want to look at them. Like, oh, I want to paint this. Oh, I want to, like, it's so many things I want to do. Yeah. And so how do, how do you find inspiration for making new spaces or, you know, rejuvenating a, a current space that you're in? Um, you know, I think for me, one of the things that I love about, what I do and just, I guess my, my, my thought process is that I come from a sense of function first. So I think when clients reach out to me, especially I'm, I'm busier than I've ever been in my business right now. Awesome. And most clients are coming to me the same way you are. Like, I am so sick of my house. I hate this place. I, you know, so in a sense, when I first start with a client, in a sense, I'm thinking of function first. So I'm asking them, like what physically in this space do you not like, you know, before, before we start with the colors and the pretty things, like does the home or does the room function for you? Well, 
Um, so I think I'm inspired more by this, the, the, the layout of the space, the space planning of the room, and just in general, the way humans use a space. That's kind of like where I'm, I'm, my inspiration comes from, just always having that in the back of my mind, trying to make sure I, I, things aren't just cute and pretty. Because, you know, gotcha. you see a lot, of, a lot of design and it's like, yeah, it's cute, but I mean, those chairs or, or, or that table is too close to that sofa. There's not enough space to move around. And I, and I kind of like always um, come to a design with that in, in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, and then next would be just kind of, you know, when you, when I'm thinking about what inspires me in, in, in this specific situation, it's just making the biggest transformation that I can. Gotcha. Sometimes clients come and they just want a couple of things changed and, you know, and I always tell, now I'm telling clients a lot that, you know, the little things aren't going to make a big difference. You know what I'm saying? Especially because they're so dramatic when, like you just said, they're like, I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I really like every day I look at those light fixtures. I was just upstairs making me something to eat in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, okay, you have to go to like, just go to Lowe's. And I think, oh girl, you need to let me hook you up. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Cause I, I also feel like, I think that's the struggle I have. And most people have when they're, doing spaces and i feel like people like you who are designers you really have the eye like one of the works that you shared on your instagram page that i fucking adore is the teal bathroom that redesign you did at the teal oh, the tile, tile. Yeah. and you made this the shower and the tub and i'm yeah. like when i get a bigger house with a bigger bathroom th <laughs> this is it this is it and so it's like I can't see that. Like, I couldn't say like, oh yeah, let's bust this all down and yeah. <laughs> take this brown tile out. Like, yeah. if, if you would have showed me that colored tile, I would have been like... That was my client. That face you just made, that was my client. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks, it looks so amazing. And so... Thank you. I, it is definitely... I think I'm at the point now, too, where I'm struggling with, like, I might be here a while. I might be moving. So it's like, yeah. do I want to invest in that doing this space or do I want to wait to my next space and really like, all right, we're going to do this up. Really, really bang it out. You know? And that's the thing. I, and so what do you give tips? First tip for people who are doing this, if they are looking to work with an interior designer, what is the first thing you wish people would have ready before they contact you? <laughs> budget budget <laughs> money <So, laughs> that can be intimidating so like do they need a lot of money to work with an interior designer or does it depend on what you room? know i guess what i should have said instead and should have said instead of money was research i wish that they had some sense of what this could cost because Lots of clients reach out to me all the time, you know, especially because I'm more of a, not online designer, because most of my business is, you know, local, but I'm, I have a big online presence, you know what I mean? Because I've built my business online. So a lot of clients Google and find me that way. So they don't have any expectation mm -hmm. about what, they don't know what to expect. So a lot of times they get a lot of sticker shock when I'm coming up to them, like, or when they call me about such and such and i'm like well this is how much i charge and they're like what you know it because and i always try to try to try to you know 
I try to present it on my website, like when I blog, because I do. I'm a blogger as well. So when I blog, I try to try to give some some ideas of like costs and what things you know, so that a lot of times when I'm when I when I'm linking to certain items, I like clients to see that you know I'm not spending money and not buying like a hundred and fifty dollar coffee table because then if you see that when you see me and my clients spaces you see that the coffee tables are five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars a lot of times you're not going to be surprised when i'm coming to you like we need at least eleven twelve thirteen thousand dollars at minimum for a living room you know just for the, the 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 basic switch up because I always try to tell clients, and this is something that I'm still working on today at this at this time, um, letting them know that when you hire a professional, you want the best of the best. You don't really want to hire somebody that can get the same things you can get. Like yeah. what's the point of that? for that, you can go on my blog. I, I got tips up and down, left and right on my blog. <laughs> you, know, you can just copy what I have on there, you know. But if you want something unique, you want something that transitions well to the next house. You want something that your guests would be impressed with. You want conversation starters. You have to know that that is an investment, and you know you've got to be ready to invest. invest. You know. It's- and so for when you just said that, like being ready to invest in conversation starters, like, do you encourage people? Like if somebody, if I came to you and was like, I have no idea what I want to do in this house, but I got this purple couch with zebra print pillows. And this has to be the focal point. Do you like projects like that where you get to build around one thing or would you prefer a blank canvas with <laughs> with people saying like these are styles that I like yeah so I, I I gotta say for me in general I just like when I'm able to be the most creative that's my favorite projects so sometimes that might mean that my client might have something already and I have to like be creative with you know what I'll, I'll fix that I like when I'm being I'm, I'm able to be the most creative when I can use my design sense because sometimes I have to be creative when a client already knows exactly what they say. They already say they know exactly what they want. I don't feel as I don't feel as creative when you're giving me all the things you want me to do. Sometimes it might feel like you're being a personal shopper. That's kind of how I used to have a lot of projects back then. Gotcha. Where I felt like I was just shopping for a client. But it's like where I'm most comfortable and what I enjoy most is when I'm able to, you know, clients reach out to me because they see the way I decorate. They know I love color. They know I just kind of like a, a sense of boldness in a space and they expect it. So it's not like uh, they're, they're not coming at me with a whole list of all the things that they want. So I think I enjoy being creative most. So whenever I'm able to flex that, that's when I, what I like most. But I, I, I don't mind when clients have one, two, three pieces already. Um, it's only, I only have a, 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 not a problem, but I only have a sense of hesitancy is when they have three pieces that they want. Plus they're going to tell me, oh, I have this purple sofa with the black and white zebra pillows, like you said, <laughs> but I want red walls and I want to make sure I got a shag rug and I want my curtains to go up here. I want leather curtains or I want velvet curtains. You know, when they already know or think they know what they want, that's kind of when it's like, you know it's what? Hard. It's more of a struggle. I wouldn't even say a struggle. It's just not that much of a joy for me. Gotcha. You know I mean? So it's not a struggle as far as how to do it. It's just more of a, a, I guess it's not a struggle as far as 
being a hard project is just not a very fun project. Yeah, it's like your creativity is limited because Yeah, yeah. They're... I want to surprise clients with what I come up with, not have them be like, Yeah, that's exactly what I asked you for. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel like it's good for people if they're researching for a designer to find someone who aligns with their style? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and 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 for me, in a sense, I might resonate with a lot of different styles because I do a lot of different looks, you know, everything isn't like the same. Cause like, you know, some designers, they do like, they have like a niche design where they'll do all just ultra glam spaces. And it's like anybody that loves that, that's the designer that you call because they do that kind of thing. And me, I have a more eclectic style. So a lot of my, my, my rooms can trans can, can, can translate to different mm-hmm. people who like different things, you know? Um, so I would say just go with, who resonates with your sense of what's comfortable for you. Like, um, I do, I I do a lot of different things. Some of the things I don't even post just because I'm trying to (laughs) like narrow down the type of clients that reach out to me because I want those kind of clients that like I'm mentioning right now, I want the kind of clients who like my sense of color and like how I mix elements in a space. I mean, I love it because it's, I feel like that's what I would want out of a designer too. Like I know in my mind, like I would have, I could probably describe what I want the room to feel like. Yeah. Not per se exactly what I want it to look like. That's what one of my, 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 my questions on my questionnaire is like, think of what you want your space to feel like and describe that. That's kind of like what, what I like. You know yeah. what I mean? Tell me, tell me how you want it to feel and let me come up with something from there. Because I remember I, this was years ago, I reached out to someone and I felt like they just had their own design aesthetic and mm-hmm. that's all that they did. Yeah. Um, kind of to what you said. So mm-hmm. I'm not a high glam person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a comfy. I'm learning as I'm saving things on Pinterest and yeah. Instagram for future yeah. use, like inspiration. Yeah. I'm more of the like comfy boho mm-hmm. armhouse chic a little bit. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that style. You know, I love that style, especially if I can bring in a little bit of color. Yeah. You know, I, I like to do a lot of a, a variation of different things. I don't like ultra modern stuff. I don't like anything that doesn't feel comfy and cozy and comfortable. Um, but I, I, I do like to do a variety of different styles, yeah. but I do have the one, the ones where I'm like, I don't know if I really want to take that on, you know what I mean? Because I feel like somebody else might do that better for you than, than I can, you know, cause that's just not like where what I, where do. I like to be at, you know? So if somebody's listening right now and they're like, you know what, Boonie, Whitney, this, this is great. I love it, but I just, I can't afford a designer. I can't. Do you have like uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of like um a budget basic <laughs> not packaged because obviously you know you you got eat your your services cost money but no, are there I- like tips that you could say for people like you know all right you want a quick boost to change your space this is what i would recommend you do so first recommendation would be to take a look at my e-design services because that is good for people who are on a budget one of the things that I like to promote is to my clients when they reach out to me and they know they can't afford my full full services. Again, some people some people go on my website, 
fill out a questionnaire. Don't even look at the services page where the prices are like <laughs> literally listed. Start that. Start that. People start do that. not read anymore. They okay. Get her to come to my house, and it's like, well, we're not on the same page. But I always tell them, you know, if you if you want the professional opinion, you want the professional direction. Hire me for e-design services is way more affordable than having me come in and completely transform a home, but you still get my design. You still get complete direction. Like with e-design, I find everything for you. I put it together professionally on what I call a design board, the same, way as, I would, the same way as I would do with my traditional clients. So basically you, you get everything my traditional clients get, except I don't step into your home. So Got you it. go and buy all the stuff. You put everything together. Literally. I do, I show you and present to you the way I do with my clients. It's just that we do everything digital and it's very much affordable for a lot of people. I mean, if you're going to be spending money and buying stuff anyway, I mean, you can, you can afford e-design. Um, and I work with whatever budget you want me to work with. Um, you know, when, when, when you wouldn't really qualify for like a traditional design, you can, I can still work with you with wherever your budget is, you know, um, but the next thing would be one of the things that I love to to tell people can update a space dramatically is to paint. And people tend to think that if you paint, you have to paint something bold or you have to do an accent wall to make your space feel, feel different. That's completely false. There's so many different neutral, softer, safer colors that will really make your space feel nicer. It feel more put together. And sometimes like, especially when you rent an apartment or when you're just moving into a new home, they have this builder grade beige that's on the wall. <laughs> no personality there. I have some really cool neutral colors that I like to uh, use. I, ha I have to give you a link because I can't remember what, what the link was yeah. to the blog post. But there, uh, there's so many colors that I love to use in a space that really, really can make a space feel different and make a space feel fresher. Um, and if you can and do a bold color or do a, a, another color, then test your samples on a wall. Don't just look in Home Depot, buy the first mm -hmm. color that pops out, or you look at what I'm doing on Instagram and you ask me to paint color and you paint your room that color. <laughs> you have to be able to test your paint colors on the wall, see them in different lights, see them during the day and at night. Yeah. Colors change, you know, you have to be comfortable with them 24 hours, 24 seven, you know? Um, and then one of the other things that I really love is to change your pillows. Pillows are mm. such a great way to make a sofa that looks old and dreary, makes it just kind of perk up, freshen up, makes it look a little bit newer. So that's like my two tips, my two basic I, tips. I think those Paint are simple pillows. enough. Paint <laughs> pillows. Paint so pillows. You just mentioned something too that I think is listening. I think listeners might like, you just mentioned people who rent. Mm -hmm. and so many times you hear people like well I'm just renting this and they don't see the value in yeah. you know updating the space right. but I still think like even if you're a renter you should still do some things to make your home feel like you or or express you so this is, I, I mean, I lived in an apartment and we just bought our house about three, four years. So I'm, I'm still pretty much new to home ownership. So I've been living in apartments pretty much all my life, you know? Um, and so I feel like I have a good grasp on like what needs to go in an apartment to make apartment feel great. Like what you need to invest in, what you need to splurge and save in. Um, and a lot of the things that are, or that were in my apartment, I can prove it to you. Everything has come to my house. And you would never know this was something that was in an apartment. The only thing I didn't bring, I brought my sofa over, but I've had a, a, I've gotten a bigger sofa since. 
bigger bigger sofa since but um like my my tv console i mean i i got that my mom my mom got that from someone who she used to work for mm-hmm. and um i painted it every color under the sun but it it worked perfectly in my apartment and now it works perfectly in my living room you know and my living room is like three times bigger than what my apartment living room was so i think you know I feel like it's really important if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, I'm never going to promote anybody buying something that you can't afford. There's yes. so many ways to make the space look look better and make it a little bit more comfortable without spending so much money. But if you can afford to buy and invest in key pieces, especially if you can hire a professional, this is what we do, especially a, a designer that has a concentration in space planning. Um, we make sure we get pieces that aren't too big or aren't too small for your living room, for your uh, apartment, and that we know will be able to translate into any house. You know, there is a there is a trick to that. You know, um, some items are what we call what I would call normal size. So I know that if when you get to a house, it doesn't matter unless you have like 50 <laughs> to ceiling. You know what I'm saying? That's not realistic for most of us. But unless you go into a home with like 50 foot ceilings, we know that this media console is going to be able to fit in your next house. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, but sometimes, like, my mom just did this recently. I hope she's not going to listen to this. But uh, <laughs> my mom did this recently where she went and on, on house, I believe, she bought this like console cabinet, little small cabinet. It was like this faux marble finish which that is like the worst thing you can do ever don't ever buy a full <laughs> marble anything um but she bought this like full marble cabinet to sit in her living room and i'm telling you that thing is the smallest cabinet <laughs> known to man and i was like what did you buy this for <laughs> she said well i thought it was gonna be big enough i'm like that is a problem you know we we tend to go especially with apartments and smaller homes we tend to think we need to get small micro furniture (laughs) dollhouse furniture (laughs) and that's not the truth you know the key is to not pack your space with stuff you can get you can get stuff that is standard size regular size normal size without packing your apartment with stuff use items that are that do double duty so if your tv console might do double duty where it might hold your blender that you barely use you know what i mean if you can put it in there if you have a cabinet like um let's say uh, an armoire that you can use, you might be able to kind of use that in the dining room and yeah. house all your, all your um, sweaters and your jeans that you don't use all the time, put them at the bottom. And then all your things you need for your dining room can be at the top. I mean, on, so many, yeah, that, that's the key to small spaces and apartments to have pieces that are multi-purpose opposed to just packing a space with stuff, you know? That's yeah. when I think we do it wrong, you know. Definitely want to make sure you invest in the items that will last you a long time and that you know can translate to your next house. Awesome. I'm all it. for investing in the key pieces, so. I love it. What um what are some of your like top 3 places you like to shop for stuff for your home? Um home goods for accessories. I always love to shop home goods for my accessories. Um, I love, um, Z gallery for the, the glam, you know, I think Z gallery is definitely more than home goods for some things, but I know when I'm looking for something like a piece 
a key piece, I know I can go go to Z Gallery for certain things. Gotcha. Like I know when I want a Mongolian for a pillow, they're always going to have them there. When I want a nice, beautiful velvet pillow in different colors, I know they're going to have them there. Home Goods is kind of hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to find That's when fine. you get there. But I know Home Goods will, um, I mean, Z Gallery won't let me down with the things that I like the most. And another place that I like to shop um, that I that I've been buying things from recently a lot. Um, it's Macy's for bedding. Macy's has beautiful bedding. They have gorgeous comforters. So that's kind of been my little like secret weapon. Um, like especially it. for my e-designs. I've been sending all my clients that have been getting bedrooms. I've been finding comforters off of Macy's website. So there it is. Everything else usually is to the trade items. I don't do a lot of retail shopping gotcha. anymore. So, um, yeah. And I also shop my own shop. I don't have a ton of things right now, but I do use a lot of my planters. Um, but yeah, for retail, I would say Z Gallery, Home Goods, and Macy's for the bedding. And because you said it, I feel like in quarantine and during this pandemic, everyone and their mother has become plant mothers. Plant mom. <laughs> Even my own mama. I was at her house the other day and I looked, she got 20 plants. Ain't never had a plant. And now she got 20 plants. See, that's why I went to my vendor. I said, I need all the pots. Let me add them to my shop now. People love plants. <laughs> Let me add them to my shop. Plants have definitely, I feel like, have had a resurgence uh, yeah, during this sure. time. Yep. Um, but that seems to be a another affordable way to change your space. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Plants definitely can give you a, 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 a fresh feeling, a fresh look. You know, they bring texture, they bring color, they bring height, they bring, you know, lots of different variety in what you can get in, in, in a plant. And especially if you do a grouping of them, they bring so much to a space. I do love plants. I can't keep them alive in my house. I have no natural light here. <laughs> but my studio have, I, I've been, you know, collecting them for my studio, so. Nice. All right. <clears throat> I think our last thing before we start to wrap up. How can people, I, I think the biggest thing for me is kind of, as I'm looking at spaces and if I'm, going to change my space soon. Um, what areas, if, if someone is to hire, let's say they hire you for your services, what areas would you say people start with to make their home feel more like a sanctuary versus just some four walls around them? So I start in the space you spend the most time in. So okay. for me, that's my bathroom. And um, I, I, I have neglected it for long enough, but I, it's the next room I'm going to do. But I do like to tell clients to start in the bathroom, start in the space they spend the most time in. And I know we all spend a lot of time in the bathroom because we like, you know, we shower, we take baths, we brush our teeth, we put on our makeup, all that stuff. But I literally like sit in the bathroom. Like that's like where I chill. At, Look, that is why my next house must have a bigger bathroom because yeah, I would I spend a, way more time in mine if it was bigger. See, I have a tiny bathroom, but it's something that brings me comfort. Like, you know, the, the, the because it's so closed in, I just, when I need, when I get my anxiety, I like, let me sit in the bathroom and hang out in here. Look, I'm about to share hours. something that this is like my real friends in real life know this about me. It's a spot in my house that I will sit for hours and is the most random spot ever, but it's the staircase that goes up to my bedroom floor uh -huh. and the top step. I will sit there Just for hours, like in the dark, like it doesn't matter. I'm sitting there on my phone 
I'll be talking, but I'm surfing the internet, but I will sit there. And I feel like if my bathroom or my closet were bigger, you would do that's that where I would do that. See, that's me in my bathroom, but my bathroom's tiny. So start, start in a room that you spend the most time in. If that's your bedroom, do your bedroom first. If that's your living room, do your living room first. People tend to want to do the room that people are going to see first. And it's like, mm. why are we decorating our homes for everybody else? It's like, the whole you, point to do it for yourself. You just called me out because <laughs> I feel like that's where I am. I spent and not and like I do have people over, not no, well, not right now, but yeah. um I did like my main living floor. Like I feel like that is the most complete space yeah. in my house. And when I walk in, like I'm like, yes, I feel like I've it took me a while, it took me years, and it's not even that it's that bomb, mm-hmm. but it's just like it I, to find a rug must have taken me like two years. <laughs> But I finally found one that I liked. And I'm like, this is perfect. So when people come down here, they're like, oh my God, it's so like, yes. And now I'm in this part where I I would need services as I'm looking at you. um, It's my bedroom because I do spend a lot of time there. And I'm looking like, this ain't it no more. Like it's pieces in my bedroom that I, I like and can stay. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it's time for a new look there. So, but if, yeah. I, if, I, I, if I pan this computer around into my bedroom, because I told you I was sitting, this is like the, <laughs> this little box right here is like the cleanest, most <laughs> most nice spot. And this is just a beige, and this isn't beige. This is like a taupey gray wall. This is the best looking spot in my bedroom. <laughs> Everything else is a hot, hot ass mess. Yeah, so it's like things I like in my bedroom. And I'm like, yeah, I really... See, I don't this, have anything in here I like except yeah. the floors, my wood floors. It's definitely things I'm ready to get to that refresh. Bedroom, girl. Yes, I yes. think that's where I am, and I, I just I laugh because I was just really excited to talk to you because I just really I'm I blame all of this on COVID because if I wasn't sitting in this house <laughs> this much, I don't even think I would care. Still, like it's just like okay, my main level is done, and that's all I need to worry about. So you know what? Real quick, I know you got to move on, but. You know how the hotels stay how when you stay in a hotel? That feeling you get when you see your bed made all nice and you know you got a clean nightstand. That's kind of what I want to feel when I come in, in my bedroom and when I, I wake like up that. in the morning. Like so I always think that when I when I'm when I'm trying to think like today when I went and we went and got our furniture today, I was like, oh my God, so much money. But I'm like, you know what though? In the morning when I wake up I good. when I wake up, I'm gonna be like, baby, this is a <laughs> gorgeous you know bedroom and and that's a good feeling I felt like that when I did my living room you know and I think that's where I'm struggling because like even trying to find a bed like I have a mattress the Mm -hmm. mattress is sitting sitting and waiting for a bed but I'm struggling because I'm like okay I want a platform wood bed against a hunter green wall I can see it and then the flip side then I'll go see a bed and be like well this tuffeted orange bed this looks so (laughs) good and so I think I need to really sit. That's going to be my assignment. I'm going to sit in my room and be like, what do I really want to feel when I'm yeah, in what here? What do you want to feel? That's I, I'm, the best way. I'm going to work on that before I do your questionnaire. Okay. What do I want to feel when I'm in my bedroom? Yeah, yeah. And you know you know what? When I used to do my, I, I will continue to do them, but when I was doing my design, my decorating workshops online, one of the lessons that I did um, with the members was to ask them that question and then basically I explained to them the reason why you ask yourself that question the reason why you try to you write it down and you narrow down a lot of things like what 
what works for you in the space, what doesn't work for you, like what, you know, um, what do you need, what don't you need, stuff like that is because when you get into these stores, when you're online shopping and you say something like, I want my space to feel calm, I want it to feel, you know, like my sanctuary, a place where I can relax and, you know, when you get on, you know, Jackson Mains website. You're gonna wait there, like, oh, look at that bed. <laughs> look at that orange bed. You're gonna be like, well, that's not gonna really be calming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because people tend to be like, well, it's still gonna calm it. No, a big, a big bold color. There's, you know, your creativity is moving around. Your brain is working. Like, that's just kind of how color works. That's the whole purpose of, of, yeah. of color psychology. You know, so definitely think about what you what you want to feel, how you want the space to make you feel so that you can kind of have that in the back of your mind when you're making these individual choices and pieces, you know? I think that is bomb advice to stop with. So, <laughs> all right. So now we're, we're at the part where we do the breakdown. So I am going to say one word. Okay. And you can say the first thing that comes to mind. It could be right. a phrase, a word, a sound, whatever. All right. All I right. always suck at these. So let's go. <laughs> Wallpaper. Amazing. <laughs> Black. Amazing. <laughs> Target. My fave. Bathrooms. Ooh, my chill zone. Look, I didn't even know that. I had that written down. I didn't even uh, know. That's cool. um, art. A must have. Rugs. So comfy. Why are they so expensive though? Um, right. I feel like I think that was like a a um, a shocker to me. Like when I really was looking, my taste. I'm like, this rug is seven hundred and twenty dollars. Like, are you uh, insane? That's, that's <laughs> say something real quickly. That is not expensive for what it's not. For what you know I me mean? like that's that's a good price for a decent rug because yeah. the cheap stuff is really the cheap stuff. You know what I mean? I, and I think I was floored by that. I did not know until I was researching that. Um, in my mind, I'm like, 700 is so expensive. And I'm like, oh, and that's only for the three by two. Like, okay. <laughs> Runs are definitely a budget buster. They are. Oh, but they, they just make, they bring it together somehow. Okay. For sure. New Orleans. The best place on earth. Last one. Knickknacks. <laughs> What brings the room together? Do you feel like people can have too many knickknacks? Uh, I think that depends on the person. Some okay. people don't need a lot, and I and I and I definitely try to change the way I decorate for every single client. For me, I think I like a lot of knickknacks, but I don't like clutter, and I don't like things to look messy or thrown together or thrifty. Even uh-huh. though I like a good thrift, I don't like my space to look thrifty. And but some people they like a more minimalist approach. They take a more minimalist approach to decor and their lifestyle in general. So I think too many knickknacks could be too much for them. So I'm I'm a little bit I go I vary depending on what I'm doing and who I'm working with. Okay, well thank you. If you could tell everyone where they can find you on social media, you put your website. You can plug anything you want to plug right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm, I'm I'm at Whitney J Decor everywhere online. I'm everywhere you want to be. Hey, I'm, the only place I'm not on online on is TikTok. I've been doing this for a while. Oh, I'm not on TikTok either. I haven't gotten I on TikTok yet because I don't even know what I'll do there. But um, everywhere you want to find me is Whitney J Decor. Um, you can even Google me and you'll see me pop up on the first page. I'm everywhere. And um, 
You can visit my blog for design tips, lots of reveals, WhitneyJDecor.com slash blog, or just go to WhitneyJDecor.com. You'll be redirected to wherever you want to go. I have so much stuff going on that on there. I do decorating workshops once or twice a year, depending on how I'm feeling. So <laughs> keep, in touch with, keep in touch with me for that. Uh, I have an online shop where you can buy planters. I have tons of them right now. Um, pillows. I've been selling pillows for a long time. So I have pillows available. Lots of things. So check it out. Uh, what else? Um, I think that's, that's, that's everything. All right. I mean, if you're looking for anything, just look for Whitney J. Decor. I'm pretty sure you'll find some kind of uh, way I can help you. <laughs> look, she's made it so simple for you guys. And to that's make right. it even simpler, I'm going yeah. to link it all in the show notes. And on thebooniebreakdown.com. So thank you so much, Whitney. You're welcome. You're welcome. This is fun. All right. Thank you to our guest, Whitney, for coming on the podcast. Guys, be sure to follow her. Check out her Instagram page. Check out her website. Check out her shop. Be sure to support um, in any way that you can. And I hope that you got inspired to create your home into your own personal sanctuary. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. All right, you got two more weeks for four more reviews, all right? You can hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay safe, healthy, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time. <laughs>